brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sippin' time. Hello and welcome to this Sips episode where the, everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. And now we can prove it as we were recently awarded the best food podcast on iHeartRadio. Woohoo! So mm-hmm. thanks to all of our listeners for voting for us on that one. Really appreciate it. Um, unfortunately, despite the award, this is... Still a one-hour show, uh, but we're not. We're going to give it our best shot at being entertaining for some semblance, a small of a portion, portion of the hour, small, small portion, portion, a slice. Um, we are still banned in the great state of Alabama, especially after that football game, um, and especially after the outfits we awarded the award show in Los Angeles. Uh, after that, we're now banned in Greater Los Angeles County and most of southern california uh if you've ever been to la you know how hard that is to accomplish yeah la lower alabama right yeah exactly yeah yeah. Yeah. that's what i thought you were talking about yes next to louisiana exactly so right lower alabama this is uh this is made man bob and joining me today are made man brent well it was nice that you brought some 20 year olds to uh welcome me to the basement i enjoy that it's the only 20 year olds that are coming in a hundred yards of you and made man maury Thank you, Bob. It's I'm so glad you're still wearing that L.A. outfit. I feel right at home. Well, you know, I, I want you to feel at home. You know, it's uh, you know, I'm just because just because we walk the red carpet doesn't mean that we're fancy now. So <laughs> he bought it. Oh, he's got to wear it for fancy. <laughs> yeah, look on look on our Facebook page. You'll see all the gory details. So uh, you know, after our plaid tuxedos at the uh, Whiskey Obsession Festival in Sarasota, we had to we had to find something to. You know, we're starting to get a reputation for our dressing, and I'm not yeah. sure it's for being snappy dressers. <laughs> no, we're getting a reputation for dressing like my grandmother's couch. So <laughs> without without the plastic uh, coating. <laughs> No, I think we had a plastic <laughs> coating. I don't remember. There was a lot to drink. Uh, so, Brent Moore and myself, we're with the Bourbon Mafia, and the Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization composed of bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals with representation in eight states. Our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for charitable work. The group uses their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other themed events. Check them out on Facebook at the Bourbon Mafia. And our show is also sponsored in part by Fine Spirits in Cooper City, Florida, home of the animatic machine serving great wines, whiskeys, and other spirits by the glass. You can check them out at www.finespirits.net. And we are also sponsored in part by the Florida Whiskey Society. To find out more about the society and their events, visit them at ftlws.com. And our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and today's show we're going to be tasting, discussing some bourbon from Diageo's Orphan Barrel series, Rhetoric. And uh, they were kind enough to send us a very nice tasting box with samples of all six releases of this expression from the original first one, which was a 20-year, to the most current one that just came out, which is the 25-year expression. 
So let's have Brent give us a little bit of information here about our SIPs ratings. Thanks, Bob. We'll be tasting and discussing these whiskeys and rating them with our SIPs ratings, plus our signature sounds. Here are those ratings now. One sip. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. It's not the same without Harmeet here, is it? Yeah. It's Harmeet and Spirit. Yeah. It's his spirit child. Two sips. Nice. But what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Three sips. Hmm. Interesting. What was that again? Interesting. Four sips. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. Sorry, a little quick. Oh, yeah, you were. That's I've heard that other that's places, said, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Five hey, sips. I, I finished. <laughs> that's, you know. Oh, my. I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh, my goodness. Yes. 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 I just, I just have that on a loop in my bedroom. Not That's the only way I'm going to hear it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Right in the toilet. Yay. Well, yeah, yes. Uh, uh, you know, iHeartRadio called. They want the award back. Um, <laughs> and those outfits. <laughs> hey, come on. Those things are stylish. All right. Well, thanks a lot. So we're going to have uh, Maury tell us a little bit about the uh, Orphan Barrel series from Diageo. Okay. Thank you, Bob. If you aren't familiar with Diageo, then you likely aren't into whiskey. They're one of the biggest global players in the drinks business, owning dozens of distilleries and breweries all over the world. One of the properties that they own is the former Stitzel Weller Distillery in Shively, Kentucky. Shively. Shively. Hillbilly. Hey, you got the Kentucky part right. That was pretty good. While Stitzel Weller has been closed since 1992, except for a small demonstration still that's part of the Bullet Bourbon experience, they opened there a few years ago. The rickhouses on the property have continued to be in use. Over the years, Diageo has merged with or acquired many distilleries and companies in the whiskey business. And as part of those acquisitions, they've often ended up with old whiskey stock from these companies. They also previously owned the old Bernheim distillery, which they tore down and rebuilt before selling it to Heaven Hill around 1999. So the rickhouses at Stitzel Weller have been used to consolidate all that inventory that they accumulated over the years from so many different sources. Well, back in 2014, they realized they needed to do something with all this different whiskey. So the Orphan Barrel Project was born. They started out with three releases, Old Blowhard at 26-year-old Expression, Barter House, a 20-year Expression, and the original Rhetoric, 20-year-old. Over the last several years, they have released new expressions of whiskey from these stocks of various ages and pedigrees. Gifted Horse, Lost Profit, and Forged Oak were some of them. Yeah, we did Gifted Horse at uh, Sarasota Whiskey Obsession a couple years ago when that came out. So Correct. The whiskey used to make rhetoric was originally distilled in both the new and old Bernheim distilleries in Louisville and had a mash bill of 85% corn 8% malted barley, and 6% rye. Although we have seen reports that some of the early expressions were 75% corn, 13% rye, and 12% barley. I think that's incorrect. I, I saw a couple of couple of whiskey writers put that, but 99% put 
the first one, which is what I got from Diageo. So I think they just, I don't know, I think somebody got it wrong and somebody else parroted it. So I'm going with the 8586. So Okay. Like all the Orphan Barrel series, it is bottled at their facility in Tullahoma, Tennessee. Yeehaw, dickle. So, all right. Well, thanks. And let's get to uh, tasting our first whiskey. So we're going to start out with the uh, Rhetoric 20-year-old. Um, this is at uh, 45% ABV, and this was the first release in the uh, Orphan Barrel series. Let me have a taste here. It's got a pretty nice nose. There's a lot of. Uh, it's really opened up since we've since we've opened it as well. There's there's a lot of leather on the front, right in the tip of the nose, and um, like wet tobacco leaves, uh, a little bit of caramel some uh it's like dutch cocoa on the nose and on the palate hold on mm. yeah this one's uh at 20 years old it's got a lot of oak as you're gonna certainly expect it to have it um but it's not real drying it's, you know it's uh it's definitely older oak uh, but there's some vanilla there's some dried fruit and and just a ton of black cherry on this I'm, I'm getting a lot of black cherry on this and then the black pepper on the back palate. What did you think, Brent? Yeah, the cherry and the pepper were very predominant in this. The, um, that was that was one thing that I noticed right off the bat, that cherries. It was like, yeah. oh, I love those cherries. I love that. Yeah. And the black pepper was very front forward on your palate, but um, it did have a nice medium finish to it. Uh, it's... You know, this is they made this at ninety proof, and I think the finish has actually gotten longer since we've had it. It has gotten up. longer. It has gotten a little longer. When, long, when we first longer, opened it, it, it like you said, it was it, well. It was, yeah, it's, I'd give it medium, but it's yeah. uh, it's not back palate. It's more front palate, but it's it's sticking with me. So I think yeah, really, I think some yeah. air is really helping this one out. So. Now, one thing I mean, a lot of us are high proof junkies, but I don't know that I really want this at. at you know, this at ninety proof is. I don't is, like. I don't like old bourbon. At, you know, at a higher proof. At higher older, proof, right? Older doesn't. Yeah. Older bourbon at younger. a higher proof doesn't. Younger does better. Yeah, younger at a higher proof. Older. You know, I mean, I've had samples of older stuff that was at higher and, and at barrel proof, and honestly, I just I I didn't enjoy it as much. Well, yeah. I think if you had this at a higher proof, you'd have a lot. You'd be like chewing on a two by four. It would yeah. be much. Yeah. The oak would be much too overwhelming yeah and i'm i'm willing to bet that this went through a filter as well god knows what's floating in that barrel after 20 years so that probably uh helped take some of the tannin down as well but yeah i i, I generally don't like the higher proof when i get to the older stuff and I, i'm the same way with i'm same way with scotch i i again i, I love cast strength because it just gives me the option but when you get to the much older stuff i sort of tend to go for the lower proof i think it's just because it's just yeah, I can taste a lot more of the detail in it. You know, I mean, if they put that much time in letting it sit there, I don't want to, you know, blow my palate out with the ethanol on it. You know, I definitely want to try and taste, you know, what they put the time into. So, but the, yeah. the, but yeah, the, this the one, cherry on this one was huge. Huge cherry, well, huge pepper, huge for, front forward palate. Okay. You know, so the. Well, um, my thoughts on this were that I got a lot of cherry up front. 
And then when I've come back to it now, I got a lot of the stuff that Bob talks about on the pa- on the nose, which is yeah. the leather and tobacco. The cherry is when we first opened the cherry was right in your, in face, your face, and that's that's backed off now. So yeah, that was definitely uh, that was definitely interesting. Um, we've definitely got some change, and I I know some people say air doesn't affect it, but it did on this one, and we're giving it three sips. Interesting. And we're back, and we are tasting whiskeys of the Orphan Barrel series, specifically the bourbon of Rhetoric, and we are tasting the entire series, which is uh, the 20 through the 25 year. So uh, we just finished talking about the 20 year expression, the inaugural one, the one, first one that came out, and now we're going to be moving on to the next one. So let's have Brent tell us a little bit about that one. Thanks, Bob. This is a Rhetoric 21 year old, and it's at 90. 0.2 proof, so 41, 45.1% ABV. The interesting thing is, as we go through the years, every single year is up another another two-tenths of a proof. So it goes to 90.2, mm. 90.4, 90.6, 90.8, all the way to get to 91, which mm. I think they, I'm pretty sure they did this on purpose. I'm pretty sure that they, you know, they planned this out in advance to do something oh, like that. I think that's a pure coincidence. Pure coincidence, you know. But, um, yeah, the color on this, we got a nice copper so color. So you're saying it's going up? It's escalating? The Boy. the proof is going up on, on every quickly. single year that goes up. So um, just just something interesting to note about it different that people may not have noticed uh it's you know nice copper color we have the oak you know we definitely have that oak on the nose and we got the again you got the cherries a little bit of um a little bit of graham crackers on this one as well on the nose once you uh once you taste it you get you get that you know the oak you get cherry you get cherries not as much as the first one and you know you just one year apart they're so different when you taste them they're they're mm-hmm. while they're similar in taste, they're, they're very different. Part of the same family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They're very, yeah, can, they're, like, they're very different. The same whiskey, like, but it's the first one I was overpowered with cherries and uh, and pepper, and this one is is a is a little bit softer, which I enjoyed. I happen to like this one a little bit better. The twenty, because even it. though it was twenty, was you know especially the nose, it seemed almost youthful when we first opened it and it it mellowed out with time but when we first opened i'm like man this doesn't smell like a 20 year whiskey this this one smells like a 21 year old whiskey this is this has got the nose to it yeah i agree it's definitely got more of that older whiskey funk on the nose yeah and i think you'll see that that is different from yeah this one has a better mouthfeel to me too it's it coats your coats your mouth better said okay yeah coats your mouth better and it's a little bit longer finish um, you know, I was I was pleasantly surprised that as as even though they're a year mm. apart, drink it in. It always yes. goes yes, yes. You know, so it's this is what shows you what it can be a difference from a, from just one year. Now you don't know where the barrels came from, if they were sister barrels or where they came from, but you can actually tell the differences in them. Yeah, and, and I don't know. You know, was it the same percentages of new versus old Bernheim? You know, but. I mean, here's the thing: when you know you taste them again, you can tell they're they're, they're sisters. They're the, you know they're you can tell it's similar whiskey. It's the same whiskey. You know, I don't know. I don't think yeah. they, I don't think they took it and you know obviously they didn't take it and put it all in one big steel vat because it wouldn't go up in age. But, right, uh, right. But it came from the same place. You can definitely tell that. So, what do you think, Maury? I agree, Bob. I I think it's a fascinating experiment to look at the differences uh, between them and uh and the similarities and uh i, I kind of think of him like uh brent and his 
not so twin brother Trent, uh, Abbott and Costello. Yeah, his, his parents were all imaginative, weren't they? They're just they're similar but different. Um, this one I his really sister liked. Rent. So you know, yeah. This this one I liked quite a bit better than the than the twenty. Uh, I thought uh, it really again benefited from air, and like older or dissimilar, I should say, than older wines, where sometimes they're more ethereal and they kind of evaporate off very mm. quickly and don't necessarily need as much air as perhaps aerating a younger wine. With the whiskeys here, these at least this this morning in the cellar, I'm finding that a little air has done a lot of yeah. good, more time in the glass. With older whiskey, I always find that generally I do better with giving it some time. Now, that being said, you know, some of them are a little bit delicate when they get old, but not like wine. Right. Yeah. You know, how so, many times have you grabbed that beautiful bottle of wine that you've been putting aside and you crack it and, and as soon as you pour it, you go, Oh, that's beautiful. And then you go back to later, it it's five dead. minutes later and it's gone. It's yeah. just it's red water. Yeah. So yeah, the whiskey doesn't exactly. go that quick. But yeah, it uh you definitely when you get the older stuff, I mean it's been locked in that cast yeah. for a long time. It needs to stretch out a little yeah. bit. My so. big question on these is uh what do you think the variability is from bottle to bottle within the same year? So in other words, if we took this 21, did we just get a lucky bottle? Or do you think that the 21 bottles, regardless of where you got them from, are fairly consistent? I couldn't tell you. I mean, I know they bottled quite a few of each year. It wasn't like a couple of hundred. It was like a couple of 10,000, yeah. I believe. Well, is this, a, is this, a, this is all batch, right? This yeah, is, my guess batch, is, is they're probably so doing we don't a batch. Know what batch size yeah. Was. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. and we know they're just, not single barrels yeah. yeah and then they're bringing it down to I would guess each year was a single batch I, I, I don't know I could sit here with a calculator and do the math at 750 do the times math. how many bottles there's but, a lot of bottles but it's here's the thing you know batch. what you know just because you got one and it said bottle 13 5, 8, 6 does that really mean there were 13,000 before it yeah, hell, I, I don't know man they might have started at 13,000 yes <laughs> Anyway, who knows? That said, these whiskeys, uh, this one in particular, benefited from some air. I thought it really improved nicely. I got a lot of cinnamon, clove, caramel, citrus, and the roasted nuts on the palate. I thought that the the black cherry was much less pronounced. I got a lot of it right right when it was poured, but then with letting it aerate a little bit and coming back to it, I definitely got less of that black fruit and more of the roasted nuts and uh, baking spice. So this one's uh, a nicer balance. Yeah, I think it's a it's, better balance. Even though it's a year different. Yeah. Well, the, you know, like on the nose, the graham cracker. That's the thing that really jumped right. out at me. I almost got up and went in the and kitchen and, and and got a thing of graham crackers just to smell it side by side. But it's 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 graham crackers all the way. Um, I definitely got the baking spice and, and I got a little bit of the cocoa on the nose. And on the palate, again, it's, you know, I'm getting cinnamon, I'm getting clove, I'm getting the caramel on it, and, and I'm getting uh, roasted nuts, you know, uh, walnuts, pecans, uh, definitely on the back palate what'd you think about the finish i thought in contrast the finish on this was longer when i first put it in the glass and it shortened up a bit it has actually shortened up a little bit with the air because it was definitely longer before i mean it's i would call it a medium long finish hmm. but it was definitely when we first got it out i think it was a little bit longer but uh you know all in all that's what your wife said about when you first got married it was a little bit longer no she was talking about the mailman um so <laughs> but uh yeah all in all uh how are we I gonna think, rate it i think the extra year did this one some definitely does this one some good so we're gonna be giving the 21 year four sips 
That means with adding the next one's going to be five sips. It just keeps going up, right? Yeah, and eventually we're going to get to eleven. Eleven sips. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I think eleven sips. These go to eleven. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> you know. So, all right. So we're going to have Maury tell us about the next one. Thank you, Bob. The next one is the rhetoric. Twenty-two year old. Um, Imagine bourbon. that. Twenty-two. We did twenty and twenty-one, and this one's twenty-two. And we're now up to 45.2% ABV or 90.4 proof. So again, as Brent mentioned, they've indexed the ABV by a tenth and the proof by two tenths. So from 45 to 45.1 to 45.2% ABV. Zero, one, two, three, four, five. That has to be on purpose. There's no way. Of course. Of course. Uh, this one is nice. It's got that old whiskey funk on the nose. Uh, it's definitely get uh, gives me a lot of oak and some vanilla, baking spice, and, and dried fruit on the nose. Uh, on the palate, it's very heavily oaked. Uh, this one is not nearly as well balanced. Uh, and... Uh, there's definitely a fair amount of vanilla, some, some again, dried fruits, a little bit of baking spice with nutmeg and clove. But I would have to say that the, the palate is overwhelmed by oak. Now, I have to admit, with some time in the glass, that oak is toned down a little bit. And again, I would caution anybody with the 22 to really give it some time in the glass. The other thing I might add is... Uh, yeah, a lot yeah. of the lot of the oak is really blown off. When we yeah. first opened it up, it was yes. it yeah, was the, like the walking rain. into a carpenter's shop. So most many people are familiar with the Venturi for aerating wine, and it actually makes a pretty dramatic difference by sucking air in. But they actually do have one for whiskey, uh, although you can use your wine Venturi. And um, I would say, although I've never used it for this. It would be a real interesting experiment to see how it tastes right out of the bottle, comparing spirit with swapping, different spirits, and you're swapping. Or yeah. you, what are you a slinger? Yeah, something like that. Uh, but I think that uh, that would be one way to speed it up if you're impatient. And you want to pour it and drink it. Is consider using an aerator like you would use for wine. Uh, these whiskeys have clearly benefited from air. He's trying to use a wine aerator for whiskey. That what dogs blasphemous? and cats living together, total anarchy. Yeah, I swear you guys, you just you can't you do it. You guys are dumber than a box of hair. I'm done with you. Uh, what did you think, Brent? The, the first thing that I wrote down is that the oak tannins in this is very prominent versus the, pre two, the two previous expressions. And even though it sat in the glass, I still feel that way, you know, as far as the oak. Definitely. It's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. overwhelmed and dominated right. by oak. It's right. out of balance. Right. right. Uh, the, uh, but Bob is correct that the oak has lessened a little bit with time and air. It, it has, but it's still, even though we just went through those other ones, it still is the predominant thing. But yeah, you still get all those nice, you get those ni- you still get some nice flavors out of it. And, you know, with the caramel and the vanilla, you still get those cherries. Uh, and they're not as yeah the cherries are there yeah the cherries that's one thing that seems to never go away with any of these is the cherries Um, a little bit of baking spice the nutmegs Uh, the front palate is it's very front forward but it's got a nice finish to it Um, it just I just thought that this one has a little help yeah the finish finish hangs on this this one definitely a little longer I put a couple drops of water in this and it really helped it I thought Mm. so I enjoyed that like that so actually i'm gonna give that a shot myself so yeah just try it with a couple drops of water and and it 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 brought the uh brought the vanilla out quite a bit for me um and a little bit of the caramels but and it just mellowed it just a little bit so oh yeah the vanilla 
the vanilla really leaps out. You yeah. Put just a touch of water in. Yeah. That's. Maybe they should have made this one instead of 45, too. They should have made it 40. Yeah. <laughs> or four, 45, right? 44.8. Yeah. Wow. He's right. The uh, the vanilla really pops out on it a lot more with just a, just a I tiny I felt like with water, it lost some of the complexity and became more yeah. one note yeah. and more vanilla bomb. Yeah. And again, oak and oak tannin. But uh, I. That's my thought. I think the water didn't really. It changed this one, it, but I'm not sure it benefited. The thing on this one is that for me, the nose was just, this was the sweetest of all of them. This one I smell, and it just, it's much, much, much sweeter on the nose, much more like a candy shop. I mean, I'm still smelling the musty oak, but. Uh, no, I definitely got must and fun. I'm definitely getting, I'm getting the sweet in the tip of the nose, um, and I'm getting sort of like that dried, sticky, sweet, dried fruit. Um and again, the oak on this is big. The water definitely helps the vanilla pop a little bit. Just just a tiny drop. Um, and again, the cherries, the nuts, the baking spices on this one. Um, you know, all in all, still nice whiskey. Um, but I think I think the the oak on this one was definitely a little bit much. Um, I think it was a little bit. Uh, it definitely, there was a step up. Uh, from from one year to the next, uh, definitely a step up from the first year to this one. Um, but overall, yeah, still, hey, I'm I'm not turning this one down, and we're going to give this one three sips. Interesting. So on to our next whiskey, and we'll have Brent tell us about that one. Thanks, Bob. This is a rhetoric twenty three year rhetoric twenty three year. Uh, again, it's uh, ninety. Point you say tomato. I say tomato. Tomato, yeah, ninety point six proof. So again, at forty five point three ABV, again, it's gone up that little bit. They've mm-hmm. that that small percentage. Um, the the nose on this one. He's the two of us sitting here. Neither one of us noticed that. He's the one that picked it out. Look at him. I'm so proud. What? <laughs> oh, I noticed it. I just let him. <laughs> oh, sure it. you did. This yeah. one here. The nose on this. Yeah. Is you looked lovely. at it. And you got all excited. Yeah. You just you, you didn't want to. You didn't want to ruin it for him. Okay. Yeah. I see how you are. Oh. <laughs> the sinister guy on the end of the table. Okay. This one is my favorite nose of all the expressions. It is we my did today. favorite nose. Oh my god! I I got the the creamy vanilla off of it, um, the little bit of the little bit of fruitiness to it. Uh, I I don't really get a lot of I don't get oak on this one a lot. Where the other ones I got oak on the nose. I very very little oak. I get that gingerbread on the mm. nose. Just, it's just oh, a beautiful. I just I. I, I just love this nose on this one. This one is really making me happy when I. You should have bought more of this. Yeah. The um, When you taste it, you, did, you get. But when you taste it, you do get some. It's all gone. Yeah. <laughs> you do get a little bit. Of, you, just, you do get a little bit of uh, the oak tannins, and you get that cherry, that vanilla, that caramel. Uh, it's a light baking spice, and it's just a beautiful mouthfeel on this one. I uh, this one. This one puts me in a little happy place. I like it. The finish is nice. It's quite pungent. Yeah, that's. Uh, I uh, I don't have anything really terrible to say about this one. I thought the finish actually lengthened with time. When I first poured this in my glass, I found the finish to be fairly short, and now with some air, uh, this whiskey again has improved, and the finish has definitely lengthened quite a bit. Yeah, I love I love the mouthfeel on this one. Yeah. This one here just just coats your mouth. Yeah. It's got and a it nice just, viscosity. And it just, and it, right. It just lingers and it just 
coats it, and it's uh, it just sits. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, I really like the, uh, the the burnt caramel, the the roasted nuts, the baking spice, the vanilla. This is just really much more balanced uh, and reminiscent of some of the earlier expressions. Uh, certainly a step up from the 22. Uh, so I would agree with you, Brent. Thank you. Bob? As much as I hate to agree with you, knuckleheads. Yeah, this this is lovely. I mean, it's You just... really don't seem like you're enjoying that, that grass <laughs> down here. I want to show you how to... This has got the best nose of all of them so far. It, it, it is. Really it, it's the creaminess, that the vanilla, that yeah. creaminess on it. It's just. I just thought I had the best nose. It's but, just. Uh, you're not a plastic surgeon. You're another kind of doctor. <laughs> good Lord. Um, you know, I get on it. I, 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 I get the gingerbread. I get just a slight bit of citrus right in the tip of the nose and almost a. Like almost like candied flowers. Oh, my gosh. The nose on this one's great. And I, rem I, I remember, I know I did buy a couple of bottles of 23 when it came out. I know I bought several of these as they came out. I yeah, just don't remember which one. I just read it's hard and to I remember looked, which I looked ones around I here to see if I could scare any of them up. And yeah. God only knows in the pile of stuff laying around here where it's at. Um, but I do remember the 23 being particularly one that I was fond of. And uh, yeah, the nose on this thing is, is without a doubt the best. And I think it's actually gotten better since we've opened it. Um, and on the palate, hold on. Just creaminess. It's just yeah, lovely. You're right. Mm -hmm. and a little creme brulee, kind of yeah. like a little dish of creme brulee. This is not, this doesn't drink like a 23 year old. Uh, it's, I don't know. You didn't, you never knew me when I was 23. <laughs> um, you know, here's the thing in my notes, I had when I first tasted this that the oak on it was definite, was, was a bit drying. That's pretty much went away. And it's with the air, that dryness, that tannin is, is sort of softened down yeah, to a creaminess. Quite a bit. So it's not, you know, there's just a slight bit of dryness on the back of the palate, but it's again, another one that's changed with the air. Um, yeah, it's turned to like a lovely, creamy, like you said, like burnt caramel and cream brulee. Um, again, I, I still pick up the roasted nuts. I still pick up the cherries on it. Um, yeah, this one, this one's a winner. I wish the bottles they sent us in the sample kit were a little bit bigger. Some of these, I wish they were all bigger. Well, next yeah. uh, next time we're uh, we're drinking this, Bob, I expect you'll pour them about forty five minutes before I get here, and uh, it'll be. Plus we could have we could have done that as long. We as could have done it here. over an hour before you got here, and they'd still be sitting here waiting on you. Okay, Harmeet, uh, late as Good usual. Things are worth waiting for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was in case you were wondering. Yeah, Maury was late getting here. He was born late. I think I asked his mom, and that's what she told me. So yeah, this is true. But this one, I you know, to ruin the surprise, this was my favorite of all of them. Mm -hmm. You know, thanks so. a lot. I know, yeah, I know. Thanks for messing Great. it up. Spoiler. Smack dab ruined it for everybody. <sighs> what are we going to so We're going to give this one four sips. That's classified. Hey, and we're back, and we are discussing a vertical of the Orphan Barrel Rhetoric series uh, from the 20 year to the new release of 25 year rhetoric. And we just finished reviewing the, uh, what do we do? The 23? 23. Um, Brent's over sitting in the corner, rocking back and forth like Gollum holding the empty bottle, going, my precious, my precious. It's a little creepy, dude. Well, you know? I do. I can now say I do like a little 23-year-old. 
It's the only 23-year-old you're ever going to get, Brent. <laughs> get with the program, maggot! There you go. Yeah, I'm with you. So... <laughs> So, so much hatred, so much, you know, what do you think, Ringo? Oh, peace and love. Yeah, peace with Ringo. and love. So, but uh, we're going to be going to our next one, and we're going to have Maury tell us about that one. Thank you, Bob. The next expression is the Orphan Barrel Rhetoric 24-year-old, clocking in at 45.4% ABV. There's a theme there. Again, uh, beautiful mahogany color. Uh, the, the nose is... Again, very reminiscent of the others. Uh, I get a little more leather and tobacco on the nose on this one, but there's definitely some oak and some caramel, uh, dried fruit, and nuts. Um, on the palate, this is a very nice whiskey. Like the 23, it's got a beautiful, viscous mouthfeel. Uh, I think that improved with I some time. I don't like where this is going already. Okay. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Macho Man? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm with him. <laughs> uh, I'm getting vanilla, some caramel, some toffee, nutmeg, cinnamon. But again, a little bit of old leather on the palate. I think it's... Uh, he seems hung up on old leather. I don't. Again, I don't know where this is going, uh, but it's getting a little creepy. So thank you. Um, this is a really Whoa. lovely whiskey. Um, I, I really like it. it. It really runs a nice close second to that uh, 23. Uh, and thanks for spoiling the surprise and the end of the movie, Brent, by sharing your favorite whiskey before we've gotten <laughs> to the end. Hey, other people can have a different favorite. That's I'm not saying it's, you know, it's just how it is. But yeah, leather, leather and spice and everything nice is how I wrote this one down. Hmm. Leather and spice and everything. We interrupt nice. this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. Yeah. Now I thought this one had a like a little bit drier mouthfeel for me. I didn't. Uh, it's, but it it's, definitely creamed up. It was dry at the beginning, but it got creamy. Yeah. Now that it's opened up for a while, yeah. it's 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 not as bad as I it was originally. Mm. Still delicious. Yeah. You know. I wouldn't cook a twenty-four-year-old. There's no way. It's but it, it is a my monkey. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's right. It's going right in the toilet with you too. <laughs> right, right there. Yeah. What do you think, Bob? I, you know, I think I'm glad I'm sitting at the end of the table away nowhere, from you two. Nowhere near us. Is that what oh, you're happy cow. about? It's just uh, it's it's getting a little getting a little damn creepy down here. Uh, let's see, on the nose. Yeah, definitely. Again, you're obviously getting oak and whiskey this Yeah, old. that old leather. You really get that old but, leather but, on the nose. But like worn, old, dark, yeah, like brown a, leather. Yeah, like a saddle leather almost. Yeah. yeah. Like an old, real well-worn, dark brown leather bag. Um, yep. A I'm getting bit dried fruits, like raisins, golden raisins and figs. I'm getting, again, the nuts. The cherry is still there but it's muted it's, it's dying it's, it's muted it, it's, it's i don't want to say dying it's right. it's it's slowly as Fading we go up in age the cherry is definitely the, yeah. going down i mean and and honestly all the whiskeys as we increase in age the nose seems to be kind of muted, muted. slightly muted, muted a little each, bit each, each year. year yeah. yeah it's like it goes so, down a little bit a little bit a little bit as far as as far as really coming yeah. out on the nose but it's uh let me see yeah, on this, the palate, 
Hmm. The palette on this one is definitely drier than, than the last one. Um, this is more where the last one was before the air came. Like I said in my notes, I had that it was a, a dry palette and then it turned creamy with the air. This one is still, this one, it's, it's also turned just a touch creamy, but it's still a dry. You've got the, uh, the wood tan in there. You've definitely got that on the tongue. Um, but I'm getting the caramel again. I'm getting the, the nuts and the toffee. Um, you get the old weather, you get the nutmeg. I'm getting, I'm not sure if I'm tasting it correctly. But no, that's not the correct way. Let me show you how to taste the whiskey. I like in the, like the, the middle to back palate, just the slightest little bit of star anise, just, just yeah, that sort of licorice -y. Black yeah, that licorice black licorice. Not, not, that's, not big, just barely there. Yeah, just, just like about two-thirds of the way back on the tongue, just, just sort of rolling down your throat. Yeah, it's like um, a little it's like a black licorice kind yeah, of yeah, it's, uh, just kind of like which nothing which, you know, here's the thing. It's interesting because I I love the changes in them. I mean, theoretically, these are all similar blends of similar whiskeys from the same place. So um you're obviously not taking it, you know taking a barrel out of, you know, a bottle out of a barrel every year, but it's definitely interesting to see the change in this. Um, They're so similar and so different at the yeah. same time. It's hard. This to, is sort it's of hard to explain. Yeah. That it's hard to explain that. Like, how can they be so similar and yet so different? And uh, they have so many characteristics that are the same. And then so many characteristics that are different. Uh, but uh, the dryness, I still get that dryness in the mouthfeel for this one for me. You, you know, it's it's not yeah. as bad as when we first opened them up, but I still get yeah. that. It's The other one, the dryness turned to a creaminess. This one just barely started turning to a creamy, but it stopped. Um, but nonetheless, again, if, if, you're, if you're not a fan of old whiskey, you're probably gonna, not really going to be thrilled with any of these because um, they're old whiskeys. Um, but if you do enjoy an older whiskey, and I certainly do, um, and you know, I think, yeah, I think again, this is, I wouldn't want this. this at, I wouldn't want this at 110 yep. proof. No, I, I certainly want. I mean, I, there's, proof I mean, it, just by what it is, I don't yeah. think I would. I would enjoy it at that. In fact, I'm just you know, try that level. Just a tiny drop, just to see. The, you know, I think they brought it down to what what people are going to enjoy it. Although that. The interesting of how they did the, you know, the 90.2, 0. 0.4, 0. 0.6, 0. 0.8. Somebody thought about that I will tell you one thing. I put a drop in it, and the nose definitely knocked up. Did it? Not, not, not huge, but it definitely went up at least a notch. So what do you think? What are we going to rate in the this? Palette, the water didn't really change the palate all that much. Um but it definitely helped the nose on it. Uh, overall, still, really good effort. And we're going to give uh, the 24-year-old rhetoric four sips. That's classified. All right, so that is going to leave us with the penultimate. Grandpa. The last one. Uh, the 25-year. So. The oldie. Bring us some fresh wine. No more of this old stuff. Yeah, exactly. So uh, this has the lightest nose of all of them. As, as we said, as, as the age increased, you could definitely notice just, uh, you know, the mute of the nose 
each year as you went on. I, I don't pick up any wood in the nose at all on this. No, one. no, I don't. The others, the others, the oak was no, much. You're 100 right. There I, is. I mean, no I wood just I don't nose. pick it up at all. Yeah. You know, which you would think it would be the opposite. Yeah, way. it's that's the, and it hasn't changed with since we've opened it either. Right. I didn't pick it up when we opened it. I'm not picking it up now. Right. Which is which is crazy. But I'm I am definitely picking up. Again, it's 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 a more muted nose. It's a lighter nose, but I can still detect the cherries on this. Well, interestingly that, that enough, that seems to just be the I, I I don't know if that's old Bernheim the, or, or what, but it's the the cherries on this are there. Uh, the dried fruit is definitely there. It seems like the cherries really came back on the you know from the twenty year mm. from the twenty we had it was cherries and it kind of dropped off. And it seems like we lost the oak, and we really picked up the cherries again. You know, this you took one. the words right out of my mouth. You, you're, you're like uncanny in your mind reading <laughs> ability, because it's exactly what I wrote here: is that the cherries have reappeared, hmm. and yeah. I find it fascinating that the oak has faded. I mean, this should be the oakiest, woodiest, yeah. least amount of cherry whiskey in the. There's bunch. more oak in the twenty. There's right. more oak in exactly. the twenty. Literally, put them, grab them side by side. And there's 10 times more oak in the 20 than this. Now, the oak in the 20, like I said, it, it's got a much more, it's a 20. I mean, you can tell it's an older whiskey, but it's got a much more youthful nose to it than but this its one, age. This forget one, the nose. Yeah. This is a youthful whiskey on the palate. Yeah. It's got, uh, you know, the cherries, the spice, the vanilla. It's not over oaked. I've had some 20-plus-year-old mm -hmm. whiskeys that are, very woody and this is not one of them yeah my initial things i wrote down was dry 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 but now after it sat a little while after i put in a drop of water the dryness is not there it's still a little bit it's still a little bit there but yeah. it's not as predominant anymore you know that was my initial reaction was dry 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 the cherry the dark chocolate and the baking spice really came out for me on this uh, wood was on the little bit on the palate. You still get some wood on the palate. You still yeah, get the, the the wood's still on the palate, right? But and, it's uh, gone from the nose. Yeah, it's gone from the nose. Yeah, the and this one has a nice finish to it. Yeah, even the even the water. I'm not the right. You don't I can get barely the, smell any oak on it at all. No, yeah, the water it, didn't it just really do it just lost it. It's just gone. That's try it on. I put a little in. Let's try. It. Mm. Yeah, on the palate. It's the oak is there. It's more of a it's 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 not a, as musty as say the last two. Um, it's a little more toasted. Uh, I'm getting some dark chocolate. I'm getting some spice, and I'm definitely getting like sort of a dry cocoa to it. Um, yeah, it's 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 confounding <laughs> the, for me the the whiskey with the oldest smelling kind of mustiest funkiest nose was really the 22 um and where this one should be older and mustier it's it's really not it's really uh got a very muted nose but a really youthful uh mouthfeel and palate so i i've got to wonder whether they've heavily filtered it and, and oh, or chill no filtered doubt. there's no doubt and, and when with it with whiskey this old i guarantee you know that it's been filtered it'd have to be you know i mean the you know you can lay down a thousand casks and how many will make it in in kentucky how many are going to make it to 20 much less 25 
one, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a, it's a huge crapshoot, but you know, if, if, when it gets to that point, yeah, they've got to be filtering it. They've got to be filtering it. Um, we know like the first one that they did, the blowhard. Oh, they did. I hope they filtered that one because man, that thing was that that was wood, 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 wood. Yeah. That one, you know, was and that was twenty six, but you know, it was one year older than this, and right. the wood on that is a hundred times more than this, which is the thing I love about whiskey. They're all different, and you, it's just when you think you've got them figured out, it's when you realize nope, you you don't have a clue. <laughs> It is very, very interesting to take and put these side by side and taste them. I, yeah, you know, it's been I don't a fantastic think, exercise. I don't, th- I don't think that very many people get this opportunity to do this, and and it would be great if they did. Maybe if they made, you know, like uh, like a three seven five and did this as a as a as a tasting kit, kind of like the Jeffersons, what they did. So, you know, if they did something like that. That would be interesting that they put it out. I well, even if they did, they put out that whole big box mm, of, of the yeah. of everything. Well, we saw somebody who was selling a kit with a full size seven fifties, and it was exorbitantly expensive. But a casting kit like we got with uh, fifty mLs would really allow anybody to do a really nice exploration. And well, I'd love, I'd love sequence. for a lot of distilleries to do something like that. You know, to do a series or, you know, to do, uh, you know, a kit like they did. Yeah. They did the orphan barrel in that huge box, the size of a coffin. And it was all the big bottles and it was beautiful. Right. I mean, it was a right. really amazingly nice presentation. I don't even want to know what the dang box right. cost to have the thing made. Um, well, look at this, box. but this it, is- but it, you know, the thing weighed 120 pounds and it was thousands of dollars. Um, you know, that, that, that's, that's hard to do. That's more of a, crazy collector or if you've got a bar you know to put that on your back bar you know and you've got a real high-end whiskey bar something like that but something like this would be really cool for you know for some of these distilleries to do for you know for the people out there yeah this box is beautiful the only thing it's missing i wish they would have put the their signature hummingbird on the box you know what is missing bigger bottles a bigger (laughs) bottle yeah you know there's they have a hummingbird that they put on the label on on each of these and it's Mm. and it's it's missing from the box and it's just kind of like man that's your signature for this for this uh barrel and for this bottle and yeah you know wish they would have put it on there but we're gonna give the uh we're gonna give the reddick 25 four sips but yeah this is this is I love this when when they sent this box to me. Uh, I, I that was that was my thought. This is like you know, and Maury and I are both clean wine up an guys. aisle four when they sent it to you. Yeah, yeah, that's what they said. I mean, we're we're both wine guys as well, and you know, we've both done a lot of crazy high end kind of tastings and stuff. And sometimes you'll get you know where you'll do a vertical of a particular vineyard, and you've got you know five or six years in a row. This is basically the same thing. So this is a chance for you to take a whiskey and see the progression of it which it would be great if they did this you know unless you work in the yep. place you're not going to be able to see stuff and it's right. interesting that it's non-linear right. unless you're chasing every single year yeah. down it is non-linear it is completely uh erratic in the way it evolves yeah. with the added time uh in the bottle yeah and that's barrel, i should say it's like i said this is something that that is a neat neat presentation something not a lot of people get to do so thank you to the folks at diageo for sending this to us 
Well, that's all the time we have today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can catch all of our episodes where you found this one, as well as on terrestrial and satellite radio and online at iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, CBS Radio, Radio.com, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, PRX, and pretty much any other place you can find a podcast. The easiest way to find this show on your phone is to ask Alexa or Siri or whoever the chick is on your phone, play podcasts, sip suds and smokes. We love your feedback and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com and our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at sipsudsmokes and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news and you'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on that social media platforms. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode. If you're listening to us online, that's a big help to us, and we really appreciate it. Plus, we get to see your feedback as well, and that way we know what we're doing wrong. (laughs) Well, that's easy. We're talking. Exactly. Well, I want to thank our co-host for joining us. Thank you, Brent. It's a pleasure. Are you going to take off that hideous jacket now? It was bad enough you wore it down the red carpet. Liberace was buried in this jacket. Leave me alone. Uh, Well, take off the ascot then. (sighs) The ascot is awesome. No, no, Channeling Fred. Come on. Thank you, Maury. Thank you, Bob. It was uh, truly a pleasure and an enlightening experience. Can't say that uh, although I've drank a lot of whiskey, I've done uh, any vertical quite as similar as this. So really a fantastic opportunity. And again, I would encourage the folks at Diageo to produce similar tasting kits for the masses. It's really I'd love phenomenal. to see them do stuff like this. I'd love to see Four Roses put out a set of small bottles of all 10 recipes. I, if, if they listen to us, they'd all be making millions of dollars. Oh, never mind. So, <laughs> that's why they're making money. They're not listening to us. For Sip, Set, and Smokes, this is Made Man Bob, and thank you for joining us. been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.